Welcome back, true believers, to another exciting episode of the Not Funny Guys Presents Off the Reels, the internet's number one podcast on public library recommendations on children's advertising using voodoo rituals. This is episode 94 of the internet's most popular movie podcast on the internet, and today we okay. are excited to talk to you about the first movie in our Chucky run, Child's Play. Woo! We are your favorite ne'er-do-wells, the Not Funny Guys. I am your host, Casey, and I'm joined by my two co-hosts, the other members of the Not Funny Guys, Dr. John and Eric. Gentlemen, say hello. And remember, don't fuck with the Chuck. <laughs> yeah, I just want to say, this is two episodes in a row now where you haven't given us nicknames, and I'm a little upset, and I better read our listeners are too. It's like, actually that's three episodes in a row to be... To be really? specific. Oh, even worse. <laughs> You're killing me. One. You're killing me. I don't even know what day it is. How's it going, gentlemen? Mm, good. Yeah. Any, um, anything exciting this week? No, this movie is horrible. <laughs> we won our trivia. Oh, of, course of course, you, there it is. Of course, you lost the trivia. <laughs> no, we won. <laughs> oh, uh, speaking of wins, uh, we got basically a two uh, that we got. We went ahead and went to the uh, the presidential campaign now versus the Republican primaries because those are over. Yes, this is true. We are now in the presidential campaign. Hey, primaries completely. Are over. we doing a weird like podcasting about politics? Should we should we talk about it at all? Yes, I mean, not funny guys politics. Can, what? I guess we can talk about it now. Actually, yeah. it's not funny. It's not funny guys politics. It's just not funny politics. It's just yes. not funny. Yes, it's not. Funny. It's not funny at all. There's no. <laughs> it's not, it's not funny. funny. It's You're more fuck. like <laughs> that kind of funny, you know, yeah. ironically or sarcastically. <laughs> yeah, we brought it back, ladies and gentlemen, by a popular demand, and it will start uh, dropping on Mondays. You'll see and... it in this feed for the first episode, and then you can go over to the new our official feed for every episode after that. Yeah. And this episode, these will start moving to Wednesday. So actually, you will listen to this on a Wednesday being like, well, what happens to the other one? Because you'll be off a couple of days, but you'll survive. You'll so Monday's going to be a surprise that you've already experienced <laughs> of a new podcast that has to do with politics. So by the time you're listening to this, you're like, get on with it. We know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, this week, um, I watched... I, I have I got COVID again, Chuck. and um, I'm laying in bed with COVID, and I start watching some ancient aliens. Oh god! episode. <laughs> you and Aaron Rodgers both. There was an episode about, uh, like yes. just a the about the just abductions, <laughs> but not like actual like hostage things, not actual like abductions. Abductions. Anyway, it where this is going is that episode in my COVID haze made me want to watch X-Files, so I restarted X-Files. That's where I was going with this. That's oh, a slightly features, better choice. Which features Chucky in, in a key role, if I'm not mistaken, in several episodes, doesn't it? Isn't the he doll? the Slender Man or something like that? You mean Brad Dorf? Yeah. I don't think Brad Dorf's in... He's an X-Men, I know that. I've looked up his IMDb. You mean X-Files? Maybe mean both. X-Files? Maybe both. Um, <laughs> look, Say I just hello to Magneto. He, he had a stellar performance in uh, Babylon Five episode. He was in, so he's a great actor. Uh, we he will, is. We'll he talk he about looks, him he looks bit, more but... suited for Star Trek, but and he... he's been in that. Yeah, Ooh. but I, I, mean, I started Exiles. It holds up very well so far. 
Except for the episode Ice, which is like episode six, it is clearly there. We love the thing. Let's make our own version of the thing. Almost exactly like the thing. Starts yeah. off with the eight, the dog that's infected and the people in the snow camp and the, the like, are you really who you are? It's it's an episode of the thing. Um, but anyway, it's holding up. It's holding up pretty well. Um, so let's just jump into some stuff because it's an action-packed episode. So can I, do you mind if I jump into some news, gentlemen? You go right ahead. You better. I yeah. better? I oh, better. Yeah. So I want to give some sad news first. This is very oh, sad. God damn it. <laughs> I know. Um, John, the new companion in Doctor Who, apparently is already yeah. bowing out and will be getting a new companion. So um, Explain Millie... the companion. I don't understand that. It's that the, the same as the Doctor? That's right. He's, no. remember, he's, a, he's not a Doctor Who, yeah. no. The doctor typically kidnaps someone and <laughs> makes them Stockholm syndrome himself. Oh, um, and so this current doctor has Stockholm syndrome, uh, Millie Gibson. Um, and she will be replaced with the one of the women from Andor. Um, yeah, one so, of the ones who was on the uh, one of the ones who actually got away alive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. um, but. The Eric, just ask your Rachel to explain the companions. She's probably figured out it's Stockholm Syndrome by now. If not, it's Stockholm Syndrome. Um, the companion, <laughs> so sorry, he kidnaps them and against their will nine times out of ten. And then by the end, they fall in love with him. It's Stockholm Syndrome, or it's um, an 80s movie, Hi-yo. or an 80s movie. Other news speaking of 80s movie, um, Knives Out 3 reportedly will begin filming later this year. Yeah. And um, Elizabeth Olsen has been cast in Knives Out 3. Okay. So we okay. get um, Scarlet Witch herself. Eric, this is for you. I want to give you some sad news, some oh. truly sad Why? news. Why? Because I, I just want to rain on your parade. Oh, but it's so rainy already. Eric, your favorite uh, Marvel Netflix show apparently is getting a comeback for the new MCU stuff. Iron Fist? Yep. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> but the rumor is uh, that it will be a female Iron Fist. So you think it's going to be her? Colleen Wing, since that's how it yeah, ends yeah. and it's all canon. Um, with Danny Rand probably not returning. And if he does, it would be a very small cameo. <laughs> no, just thought of that. It's a nice way of saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. You did your thing. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like, all right, all right. Yeah, we know you're there. We know you're there. What? Yeah, you're normally the character, but you know. <laughs> I, I feel like in the books, they've actually, they just introduced like a new one too. So um, yeah. Anyway, no way it's coming. That. Um, also, rumors are they're gonna bring back um, uh, Bullseye and and uh, that. Things, I so. that. Um, I'm I'm kind of hopeful that you know. Here's one I just wanted to mention. There's a new game out there. Um, the people who did the Arkham games they're doing a um, Suicide Squad, Suicide Kill the Justice League game. Huh. Um, my understanding is because I haven't read up much on it. My understanding is it's online only. It's like this whole thing. It's basically mm-hmm. like Destiny but Gotham. Um, apparently it's so amazing the company refuses to send um review copies out to people ign actually put out a statement like hey they didn't give us one we have asked for review copies they won't give it to us so we can't do a review until we buy the game when it comes out Uh so i have a feeling that game is going to be hot garbage (laughs) ouch i'm willing to say it because they rarely do that for a game they think is going to do well yeah you want the press at that point you want the press. 
Um, did you guys see this is for John? I'm gonna pull it up real quick because I want I want both of y'all's uh um y'all's uh, take on this if you haven't seen it. Uh oh yeah, my brother sent me this. Your brother sent you this? Okay, so the picture, yeah, though where they basically you're sticking your hand into a sandworm to get your popcorn. Oh, really? Because I, I thought it looked like a uh, <laughs> a flashlight. <laughs> it, it does look like something else. You're right. Flashlight from hell with teeth. I know. Um, all right. Well, I'm you make go. sure I get those. Hey, Eric, maybe you should come join me on the second weekend of March. I'm going to be in your neck of the woods. We're going to go see this. I haven't seen I the first like, one. You I need like to go watch the video. first one if you want to come with us. Ah. This particular video right here is. Uh, oh, gosh. Exactly yes. Like. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah, so it's a very... If you don't, Things just, that you can't see, audience. Ladies and gentlemen, Things if you want to know what we're talking about, type, look up Popcorn Bucket for Dune 2. Look and up you two will... girls, one cup. <laughs> two girls, one cup, and a popcorn bucket. <laughs> we're way past the explicit rating now. <laughs> we haven't Damn. said anything yet. We're just exactly. describing things. Um, also, uh, describing things, apparently they're doing a new script for Fantastic Four. So there's that out there. Is that good or bad? And uh, I don't know. We'll see. Could be good. Could be bad. You never know. The way the Marvel, I'm actually listening to something about the way the Marvel method is, is Feige likes to let the directors direct, like film the movie. And they already budget in a lot of time for some reshoots. Uh -huh. And then after he they watch it, they go, we need to add this in. They need to add this in. They need to add this in. And so then they go and shoot some extra stuff and add it in to make the movies the way they work. Mm -hmm. Um, they can't do that for TV, but they can do it for the movies. So um, who knows how Fantastic Four. I have hope that Fantastic Four will be good. Um, the other thing, um, the other big news item that I want to talk about, address, if you will. Um, my computer just locked up. There it goes. Um, the other thing I want to talk about and address, ladies and gentlemen, it's getting close to that time again. That fun time where we get to put a friendly gentleman's wager on the table uh -oh. that's right eric it is oscar time oh, no. so we're gonna do our oscar predictions live right now right now um oh, that's why oh, it's a very all. short news cycle day oh, so here we go oh, i'm gonna man. call him up and you just tell me who it is and i will just i'll take care of what oh, you're gonna man. do leading actor bradley cooper for do you want me to say the movies or just the actors i uh, say the movies Okay, Bradley Cooper for Maestro, Coleman Domingo for Rustin, Paul Giamatti for The Holdovers, Cillian Murphy for Oppenheimer, Jeffrey Wright for American Fiction, which I need to see American Fiction, by the way. Uh, I want to see that, but I'm going to go ahead and call, I'm going to go ahead and say Cillian Murphy. Eric? Do I have to say what I want or what I think? What you think is going to win. It's a prediction. Cillian Murphy. All right, actor in a supporting role, Sterling K. Brown, American Fiction, Robert De Niro, Killers of the Flower Moon, Robert Downey Jr., Oppenheimer, Ryan Gosling, Barbie, Mark Ruffalo, Poor Things. I'm doing Robert Downey Jr. Hmm. I'm going to go ahead and... Uh, I'm going to say... Let's go Robert De Niro. Oh, that's Eric's. Okay, John, uh, Eric, what do you think? I'm going to say Ryan Gosling. I think they're going to go oh, full, okay. full on it. 
All right. Um, leading uh, actress in a leading role, Annette Benning for Nyad, Lily Gladstone for Killers of the Flower Moon, Sandra Huller for Anatomy of a Fall, Carrie Mulligan for Maestro, Emma Stone for Poor Things. Lily Gladstone. Lily Gladstone. Actress in a supporting role, Emily Blunt for Oppenheimer, Danielle Brooks for The Color Purple, America Ferreira for Barbie, Jodie Foster for Nyad, and uh, Davine Joy Rudolph or Randolph for um, holdovers. I would I really like her to be it, but I'm going to go ahead and say Emily Blunt. Emily Blunt. All right. Eric. Oh, man. This is hard. That's why I built in a lot of time for this. <laughs> I'm going to say America. Yeah. I think they're going to give it to her to like appease the fact that Barbie they snubbed Margot Robbie. Yeah. Animated. Yeah. Animated oh, feature film, idea. The Boy and the Heron, uh, Elemental, Nimona, Robot Dreams, Spider-Verse. Spider-Verse. I think it's a Spider-Verse too. I, I want to say that, though I really would like to read for Nimona. So I'm going to say Spider-Verse, but... All right, cinematography, um, El Conde, Killers of the Flower Moon, Maestro, Oppenheimer, or Poor Things? Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. You say Oppenheimer. You say Oppenheimer. I say it's going to be poor things right. costume design barbie killers of the flower moon napoleon oppenheimer or poor things poor things i think poor things as well although i want to lean barbie but i think it's gonna be poor napoleon things. all right all right they do love historical they do uh, that's true um directing the, the biggest snub of all oh man um, fuck them Justin Trite for Anatomy of a Fall, Martin Scorsese for Killers of the Flower Moon, Christopher Nolan for Oppenheimer, Yargos Lethemos for Poor Things, or Jonathan Glazer for Person of Interest? I'm going to say Nolan. Nolan. I think it's going to be Yargos. Because okay. um, there's no way in hell that's going to get Best Picture. Um, <laughs> documentary um, feature film Bobby Wine, The People's President Eternal Memory, Four Daughters To Kill a Tiger and 20 Days to Maripol I don't know any of these, someone say To Kill a Tiger I'm gonna no, say Bobby Eternal Wine. Memory What was Eric? Bobby Wine Alright, documentary short film The ABCs of Book Banning The Barber of Little Rock Island In Between The Last Repair Shop And Nai Nai and Weepu I think it's going to be book burning. Or book yeah, banning. me too. <laughs> the last repair shop. Film editing, Anatomy of a Fall, The Holdovers, Killers of the Flower Moon, Oppenheimer, and Poor Things. Do we think Oppenheimer's in Yeah, let's go ahead and do that one. Yeah, good. Oppenheimer. Um, international feature film, Ia Capitino, The Perfect Day, Society of the Snow, The Teacher's Lounge, and The Zone of Interest. Ooh, that one sounds The Society stinky. of Snow. All right, here go in the Hunger Games. Stand the zone of interest. <laughs> yeah. Um, hair and makeup, Golda, Maestro, Oppenheimer, Poor Things, Society of Snow. I'm going to say... Poor Things. Poor Things, myself. Um, Eric? I, uh, I, don't, I haven't seen Poor Things. I haven't either. <laughs> I want to see it. I've been trying. It's just, it's playing at weird times now. I know it has a lot of sex in it. You said snow? Um, no, I'm going to say Maestro. Because of his nose? You think his nose is going to win an Oscar? I think that, I, I mean, they looked, it was very well done in terms of multiple periods. All right. Uh, music, American fiction, 
Um, Indiana Jones, The Dial of Destiny, Killers of the Flower Moon. This is score, original score. Oh, sorry, sorry, original score. Um, Oppenheimer or four things. I think you think they want to give one to John Williams? Do you think? No, I think it's Oppenheimer. No, not for that movie. Um, Killers of the yeah, Flower Moon. That's a good that second. My, that was my yeah. second choice. That's mine that, too. It is a good um, score. Okay, original song. This is where we have a travesty that happened. Original song. We got the fire inside from Flame and Hot, which I actually need to see. I'm just kidding. We watched Barbie. it this week. <laughs> I um, honestly think it's going to be. It, I it, just can. It, it never went away. American Symphony. Um, a song from my people, Killers of the Flower Moon, or What Was I Made for, Barbie. I think it's going to be I'm Just Ken. <laughs> I, I think it's going to be What Was I Made for. All right. Because Here. that's the one that's very Oscar-y. Um, okay. It I'm should be say, Peaches. I'm going to say it never mm-hmm. went away. Never went away. It should be Peaches, though. It should be Peaches. Um, Best Picture. Oh, God. American Fiction, which I really need to see. Anatomy of the Fall, which I want to see. Barbie, The Holdovers, which I need to see. Killers of the Flower Moon. Maestro, which I need to watch. Oppenheimer, I think Oppenheimer is going to win it. Past Lives, Poor Things, and The Zone of Interest. I also think Oppenheimer is going to win I think it. It's either going to be Oppenheimer role. or American Fiction. You think Oppenheimer? I'm, a, I'm a Oppenheimer, too. Yeah. Eric? Like, I want to say Killers of the Flower Moon, but I feel like if I want to get my money's worth, I want to say Oppenheimer. It's going to be one of the two, honestly. Yeah. Well, actually, I think American Fiction, based on the trailer I watched, has a strong chance. Who did I say for director again? Um, you for director? We yeah, did director. Did we do director? I never I think we so. did. Um, you said Nolan. You both said Nolan. Come on, Eric. There's only nine. Is he going to hedge, or is he going to go for the line here? I'm going to go Killers of the Flower Moon. There you go. All right. Production design. Barbie, Killers of the Flower Moon, Napoleon, Oppenheimer, or Port Things. I think Barbie. I'm going to say Barbie. Let's just say Barbie. Animated short. Letter to a Pig. 95 Senses. Our Uniform. Psychdrum and War is Over. Inspired by the music of John and Yoko Ono. Oh, Jesus. That one. War is Over. Yeah. Yeah, War is Over. (laughs) Um... Short live action, um, live action short film, um, The After, Invincible, Night of Fortune, Red, White, and Blue, The Wonderful Story of Henry Sugar. I think Red, White, and Blue. I'm going to pick Henry Sugar only because I watched that and I enjoyed it. All right. I want to watch it. Um, I'm going to pick it. Why not? All right. Sound, The Creator, Maestro, Mission Impossible, Oppenheimer, or The Zone Oppenheimer. of Interest. Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. And I just so you're, you're doing zone of interest. You just put us on the zone of interest. Come on, right. I, I noticed it. I at least got it. All right, we're almost done. A visual effects: the creator, Godzilla minus one, Guardians of the Galaxy, Mission Impossible, and Napoleon. I'm gonna say Godzilla because the effects were really good in it. I, I want to say the creator was really fascinating visually, so I'm gonna go with that one. Did you watch that? No, I want to, but I I want to see it. I too. also heard it got really negative reviews, so a little disappointing. But it looked visually stunning, so that's kind of why I'm picking it. All right, Eric. Uh, is this does this mean like computer animations or overall visual effects? It's just visual all effects. visual effects. Oh man, I'm gonna say Napoleon. We'll say because you've seen Napoleon, haven't you? Nope. Oh, okay, not yet. Um, writing adapted screenplay, American fiction, Barbie, Oppenheimer, Poor Things, and Zone of Interest. 
I'm going to go with Oppenheimer. You're going Oppenheimer. I'm going to go. And I'm going to go Barbie. Because I think this is going to be another way they're going to try to smooth over what they did. Um, If they care. Writing original. This is how John is going to win this year. Uh, (laughs) He's playing it smart. (laughs) Writing original screenplay, Anatomy of a Fall, The Holdovers, Maestro, May, December, and Past Lives. I'm saying The Holdovers. I'm going to go Anatomy of the Fall. I really want to see that. I, I really want to see American Fiction, actually. That's the one that's on my I list. Do I do, too. I do, too. I want, to see, the, right I want to see The Holdovers, but part of me is pulling towards Maestro just because it's Bradley Cooper, and I know they love him. I'm going to say The Holdovers. They love him in Philadelphia a lot, actually. The All right. Holdovers. There we go, ladies and gentlemen. Holdovers is good. That's solid. Um, there we go, ladies and gentlemen. We will when we do our live, and by live I mean we're gonna sit and watch it together and record. Um, when we do our Oscar thing, we will find out who wins. And if we do like last year, whoever wins gets to pick a movie that we all watch. Um, <laughs> to be anything that they want. Did There's we do that no last rest- year? Yes, we did. And you oh, had yeah. to watch Man Thing because yep. i won i won by one at the oh, last. we second. had to watch two movies instead of the one that week right? yeah well no you it? just had to watch one thing that i wanted to do and yeah, i chose man thing because man i thing was, was already part of the lineup so what was the other movie we watched that week i don't you weren't gonna have to watch man thing originally right. i don't remember what, what i don't remember what it was i just right. chose man thing to make you guys suffer and that's why it was number two on my worst oh howard the duck was that it it might have been the howard the duck week but i i chose that it one was. but you guys would have choose, chosen whatever so it was mm-hmm. just whoever wins. And I won by last second. It was like I'm, last second. Yes, you literally came down to the last category. I'm yeah. confident I'm going to lose this year, but I know I'm going to walk away smug as fuck. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but here's the thing. It, you can literally pick any movie you want. There's no restriction on it. I will not do a punishing movie next time. It'll be something fun if I win. Um, I actually think I know what it's going to be if I Ooh. if I win. Um, and it'll be something that you'll enjoy. Yeah. yeah. So you got time. Oscars are in like a month. All right. All right. All right, so let us um, actually, before we go into our movie, oh. Eric, would you like to tell everyone where they can find out how to get some books on voodoo ritualism? Would I? All right, here we go. I'd love to talk about this. I know it doesn't quite work out when you think about it. Uh, that was a that was a that was an interesting one. Anywho. The today's library, we're actually heading back somewhere we were just like four weeks ago, I think it was, which is West Virginia, Uh, West Virginia, uh, specifically, we're heading on down to Huntington, West Virginia, where we'll find the Cabell, and apologies if I'm mispronouncing things, but C-A-B-E-L-L, Cabell County Public Library. And again, of course, those of you keeping score at home, uh, the zip code there is 25701. 25701. So the Cabell County Library began as a small room located in the first congregational church uh, in downtown Huntington in 1902. Um, however, within about two years, Andrew Carnegie, there he is again, popping up all the time, uh, donated $25,000 for a new library building which opened its doors in 1904. Uh, So at the time of the library's construction, there were no public libraries in Huntington. So this was the first, again, part of um, Carnegie's uh, library mission, if you will. Um, So it was the only library at that point when it opened in Huntington or Cabell County. And if, if memory serves me somewhat correctly, as I was trying to jump around and look at some of the other counties 
um, around the, the Huntington City area or, or, or limits, if you will. Um, most of them appeared to be built in the late 50s, 60s, and maybe even 80s, you know, a lot of times. So this might have been the only library for a while. Um, it did serve as the community library until 1980. This is the building that Ar Andrew uh, uh, Carnegie uh, donated at that point or helped build you know, with his funding. Uh, so that one served as the main library until 1980. At that point, a new library did open across the street. But the building that uh, Andrew Carnegie uh, helped build is, is I've actually seen some pictures, really beautiful. Uh, might be worth a trip of mine sometime, though it's further than I realized. Uh, but the building now, uh, it currently houses the Huntington Junior College, which I think is probably like your your standard two-year college in all likelihood. Uh, I'd have to go check it out. Maybe I want it when I'm in Huntington. Uh, however, so like I said, the library built uh, in 1980, I think. So 1982, uh, the library itself, however, became the first public library in the state. Uh, so this is now in the new building uh, to be automated with a computerized circulation system and online catalog. So that's pretty cool, 1982. Um, the, the Cabell, again, apologies for pronunciation, County Library, uh, it's part of the Western Counties Regional Library System, for those of you uh, who, who are curious. It does have seven branches, as I was mentioning. I was trying to look around. Some of these are outside of where I looked, um, but because they're they're technically not Huntington at that point, but they include uh, Barbersville, Cox Landing, uh, Gallagher Village, uh, I did look at that one. That was 68, I want to say. Uh, Guy and Dot, which was 60, I think. Milton, Salt Rock, and West Huntington. Um, the library system, I almost chose West Huntington. The system now serves over 97,000 residents. Uh, so that's pretty cool, you know, across all of Cabell County. Uh, so Huntington, West Virginia. Why did I go back to West Virginia only a few weeks later? I, I haven't even hit all 50 states yet. Uh, what's going on, Eric? What are you asking? Uh, Huntington, West Virginia is the birthplace of Bradford, Claude Dorif, uh, which for those of you who don't know is Brad Dorif, also the actor who will be providing the iconic, if I do say so, the iconic voice of Chucky. What do you uh, that? He is perhaps most famously known for his role as Wormtongue. Uh, or or Billy in One Flew of Those Cuckoo's Nest. So many small roles that he's probably well more known for uh, than this one. You know his his Law and Order appearances probably. You know if, if you Dead, dead Body Number One. <laughs> no, I kid. This is Chucky is his most famous, which is why I started with him. I felt it was appropriate to start with Chucky, um, our Chucky watch with uh, a nod to our Chucky himself, Brad Dorif. Uh, so the library hours. I always talk about the library hours. Uh, West Virginia, it's closed Sundays. Not that surprised, but yep, closed Sundays. However, um, it is available nine to five every day otherwise. So, you know, Monday through Saturday. Um, and it's available nine to five, like I said, but it's later on weeknights. Uh, I think as late as 8.30, I want to say on Mondays. That's a trend I've noticed. Mondays tend to be some of the latest hours. Um, and then Tuesday through Friday or Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday through Friday, because I think Saturday's five. Tuesday through Friday. Uh, you have it open till about 6 p.m., I want to say. So for those of you in the Huntington area already or those of you visiting soon, uh, to find the Huntington Library, if you happen to get there yourself directly when you look it up on your, your Googles or whatever, um, it's just a few blocks away from the Ohio River, um, and it's on the same block as the Town Hall. Uh, so it's also only about a block. Uh, you know, it's kind of on the other side, so you might walk down the street, take some turns. Um, it, and you're going to find the Keith Albee Performing Arts Center. You know, uh, we're, we're theater people, or at least a couple of us on this 
on this pod. So it's always good to point out where you'll find the Performing Arts Center. And it's right there, right next to the library. It's always nice when that happens. Um, so go check it out. The Cabell County Public Library in Huntington, West Virginia. The birthplace of Brad Dorif, a.k.a. Chucky. That's right. All right, thank you, Eric. Um, thank you for that. I look forward to seeing where else you're going to go with this because there's so many places <laughs> you could have gone with this. Uh, so I'm excited. Uh, I think you're going to have a lot of fun uh, geographically with this series as we go along. So, Child's Play. Um, I'm going to go in and throw this out there. I watched this with commentary because I watched this back in October. So I figured I would just try something a little bit different. I've never seen this movie with commentary. It's my third time watching this movie. Originally released on November 9th, 1988, with a little studio that doesn't exist anymore, United Artist. So, blast from the past right I there. Them. I forgot. Are they absorbed by somebody else now? Yes. MGM? No. I don't max. Uh, I think MGM. <laughs> I think MGM does have them because that's part of why they can't use Child's Play anymore. Um, is them um, the original company that did the movie? The new owners won't allow it. Um, it's I watched thing. this on Tubi, folks. It was free there with some ads. It was free. There was some ads. Um, runtime of this is nice, tight ninety one hour and twenty seven minutes. Budget. Now this is where it gets interesting. It contradicts what IMDb says. I'm going to go with what the commentary said. IMDb says the budget is $9 million. In the commentary, the writer and producer state unequivocally that the budget was $16 million for this wow. movie. That's really? Um, yeah. 1986, 87? Yeah. I think it released in 88, but they would have been filming 86, 87. Yeah. Um, how much do you think this grossed U.S.? Hmm. Horror in the 80s, so don't think big numbers now. Well, if I'm going to assume 16, I'm going to assume they made 45 million. I'm going to say but for some reason 53. 33 million US. Damn. What do it, we think? 53. Um, globally? <laughs> 53 for global, John. 60. 44. Wow. Global. Again, <laughs> context for 80s, this is the time when people, you know, didn't go out to see things they would wait and it become a cult classic later true that's um, true so you always have to keep that in mind um this was directed by spider-man himself tom holland i know <laughs> i, saw that, I yeah. was wondering if you're gonna make that joke <laughs> who also directed fright night i totally um, made and, that dad joke not that tom holland know. folks i'm pretty <laughs> yeah, sure not it was not he was one. definitely not born yet yeah there's a story <laughs> no, i was trying to was, find it god there's a story Wait, that Tom Holland, because he was such a dick backstage, that he got into a fight with the producer and threw. You mean a this director, not the other one, right? Yes, this director. Um, <laughs> well, you were about to defame Spider-Man. I was like, I do not. And these these comments do not reflect all those <laughs> not funny guys. <laughs> uh, threw a cup of hot coffee in someone's face. Jeez. Um, Shit. So I was trying to find the story to get some documentation, but I couldn't find it. And I know I've heard it on multiple podcasts. Um, so it is the story is out there. It's, I'll eventually figure out where I heard it from and I'll Damn, we'll put it in brutal. the show notes. Um, written by Don Mancini and composer was Joe Renzetti. Cast in this, in this small little movie, it's Catherine Hicks, um, plays Karen Barkley. Catherine mm -hmm. Hicks, you might know from Star Trek Four, uh, where she watches the whales in Alameda. That's why also, I said she wanted to be back as a marine biologist. That's right. Um, and she's also the mom in Seventh Heaven. Yep. Um, we looked that up. 
Let's not Chris, talk about the dad. This episode. Let's not oh. talk about the dad. Chris Sar- Saradon um, plays Detective Mike Norris or Officer Mike Norris. Alex uh, Vincent. Uh, yep. Alex Vincent will play or plays Andy Barclay. Brad Dorf plays Chucky or Charles Lee Ray, depending on how you want to describe him. Dina Manoff plays Maggie Peterson, um, Aunt Maggie. Jack Colvin um, <laughs> plays Dr. Ardmore, who we have seen Jack Colvin in our Marvel watch along. He oh. was um, the he was Jack Crawford in that. He was the reporter who was yeah. trying to hunt down the yeah. Incredible Hulk in the old TV series. Hmm. So um so what fascinating thing i learned while watching this commentary i want to start before we get into the talking about the movie um they filmed almost all of this entirely on the streets of chicago in chicago um the building where um chucky is gonna blow up and somehow not kill that small child standing by that house yeah standing six feet from the front door (laughs) the production he was moving moving away so that's that's, a big explosion (laughs) so eric that's on the south side Uh they literally bought a building that chicago was gonna tear down they're like we'll take it and they're like all right cool and then they blew it up i almost Um, i almost went that direction for my uh library trying to figure out where that was yeah they they actually do say that they would never get away with that today. No, being able to, to to do that. <laughs> no, um, never. Yeah. So um. All right. So um. What did you, Eric? So uh, I'm. I'll start with you. Yeah. Um. Because you're not a horror fan. Uh-huh. Um. Did this cross that line of being too, too horry? Not horry, but horry. <laughs> um. <laughs> it, to, no, this is the sort of like scary movie that I could watch. And I would I would I would classify it more as a scary movie. I guess maybe horror fits in there, but to me, horror comes with a little bit of terror and trauma. Mm-hmm. And I think like some of that to me I, where I start really drawing the line is butchery. I don't like jump scares, and this had a couple. Yeah, but it the was phone like, is a is a good one. Yeah, the phone's a decent one. But a lot of them were kind of expected. And so it yeah. It wasn't as jumpy as it might be. Um, no, this one this one was easy to laugh at a few times, and I think that maybe hurt its horror esqueness mm. of it, you know, coming at me. Uh, but this this didn't scare me. This just had a few moments where I was like, "What? What's going on?" When yeah, a couple of suspenseful moments, but for the most part, you'll you'll get my review later. <laughs> so one so one thing I want to mention they um there are they use basically they use the regular doll here. They yeah. used um, an animatronic puppet for most of it. Actually, a lot of the running and stuff is like just a lot puppet, of puppet work. Trick. Yeah, I was going to say. And then they have a couple of scenes where it's either small children in, like his first real reveal, that small children running around in the house. Um, and then there's an actor, um, Ed, I think it's Ed, it's not Ed Gain, Ed Gile, Ed Gale, I think it's mm-hmm. Ed Gale. Mm-hmm. Um, he plays Chucky in some scenes. And so what they did was they built oversized sets. So that he would be scaled. I was wondering if that was part of, like when he was on fire. I was like, "That's gotta... actually the actor. That's actually Ed Gale." They they and, and they fire. and they built a giant set to make it look like he was small. Yes, I was. That's... I was thinking that 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 had to be the case. I yeah. was like, "That was and too we've... good for that that time period." We've seen Ed Gale before. Really? Would you like to think what movie do you think we saw him in? In oh, our Marvel watch along um... from the eighties, Howard the Duck. 
He is Howard the Duck. Oh, nice. <laughs> so oh, he he's went, the physical actor? He's the physical Howard oh, the Duck. Oh, all right, cool. So that was uh, one of the interesting things that I learned about um, this movie in the the, the watching. I, I didn't know um, any of that. Um, John, had you ever seen this before? No, I've seen this clips. Is your first, okay, you've seen clips. All right. Um, all right, so um, what, what, what do you think of... Um, what did you think about like the social commentary aspect of this? Okay, um, latchkey kid here, my friend. Latchkey. Okay, kids. literally getting on a train and no one stopped him leaving school. Not to mention the fact that there is definitely an unsaid element with his dad. I'm yeah. pretty oh, certain, yeah, though, it's point. not specifically said. Their father was an architect. I saw a drafting table, mm-hmm. and he has died recently. Because mom still seems to be in a bit of a depression, and they're living in an apartment that's way too good for what she makes yeah, it. She store. should never be able to afford. They actually even no. mentioned that in the commentary. She would never afford that. No, house. this is the apartment they used to live in with dad. This yeah. was they used to be much better off. Mm-hmm. They're on hard times, you know. And of course, Damn. the idea that the kid becomes obsessed with everything involving this toy it makes me think of my kids who used to be obsessed with Blippy. That's what this is. This is it, it's very reminiscent. At least I'm, I'm sure it is for John. I can't speak for Eric. The whole like the beginning when he's making the breakfast and he's watching the cartoon like mm-hmm. that is like Saturday mornings right out of the 80s. Like you yeah, get but the up problem was he was making he was making breakfast for his mom. Mm. Like he's obviously like she is not all there herself. Correct. You know, not that latch she's being neglectful. Well, she's latch not being neglectful. He wasn't a latchkey kid. He, he was wasn't supposed kid. to be a latchkey yeah, kid. Exactly. Let's be honest here. Yeah. Accidental latchkey kid. Be. Yes, he's yeah. very accidental. Because he's like, puts Chucky down outside that weird house and goes to have a tinkle. You know? He's not like Chucky. I just want to no. say, the kid is my favorite actor in this. I think he he's really good. He is good. You know, by the way, Eric, you said earlier... Yeah, I know. Eric, you said about the trauma that was needed to make this a horror film. (laughs) Okay, Andy's trauma after this film. Yeah, Rachel kept saying that while we were watching it. She watched it with me. She's like, "This poor kid must have been fucking traumatized." So they asked. (laughs) They talk about that in the commentary. Um, Don Mancini wasn't labeled to be on the set for this particular one, and so he was like, "What was like? Was Andy traumatized? Like, what was going on?" And they're like, "From the beginning, the puppeteer." introduced him to chucky as a puppet they They only referred to him as a puppet they let him control him oh yeah they let him touch it and see how it worked and because of that he was perfectly okay with it yeah they 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 obviously made him feel at ease with it so that it didn't create the but i don't know but i don't you know if this was chicago in 1988 i don't want to live there this is this is yeah this is it's really unfortunately it made me feel very sad it made me feel very like Mm -hmm. Feel very very sad for the kid. Well, it made me feel sad for the kid and the fact that he is kind of alone. Yeah, you know, in a lot of ways, he's become isolated, and then he gets from you know a serial killer who's used voodoo to survive, (laughs) who then has to take his body. I I do like that they had to get to a place where they had to make it like I think the voodoo part, like they had to like make him have some reason to kill Andy, right? They had to raise the stakes because there were no stakes around Andy. So speaking of the voodoo part, so Don Mancini has famously said that was never in his original script, ever. There was no voodoo. Tom Holland added it in because Tom Holland didn't like the original way. So in Don Mancini's thing, he thought it was fine to just 
as he's dying, his hands on it and his soul just goes into it. And to him, that worked. The director didn't like that and wanted to make the voodoo thing. So he did. And then in the commentary, Don Mancini goes further to say that the later voodoo scene pisses him off because it's introducing another aspect of magic to it that he never wanted in his script. Mm. Um, So there will be one aspect of the voodoo will become a mainstay of the movie series the other one will go away and never mentioned ever. By the way, that house they blew up made me think about the house in Fight Club. Yes. So like, wait, will like... Voodoo only be Child's Play and then once we get rid of... Go to no, Play? so the Chucky series will... So a slight spoiler for the rest of the series, the, the spell... They play on that a lot, do don't they? The, yeah. yeah, the spell to transfer into the doll will stay. They will drop the other aspects of it. They will also drop, I think they drop it after this one, but it might be the needing to go one. into Andy. So that one stays for a tiny little bit. They'll get rid of that. Okay. Um, and they'll get rid of the um he slowly becomes human. Because the doll morphs this whole That's movie. Right. He gets eyebrows, his hairline recedes. They'll get rid of that. I don't remember if it's the second movie or this one's the only one that does it, okay. um, but it doesn't stay very long. And that one was more of a budgetary thing they talked about. I remember one where he's in like a military, you know. That's the third around. one. Okay. That's going to be the third one, which they are going to, it's going to be a, qu- a quick turnaround when they do it. Um, so the, on the doll, so the creator of the Chucky doll is married to Catherine Hicks. They met on this and fell in love and they are married and have a child. Um, and the child has recently done a documentary about living a life with Chucky, um, where she interviews everyone and talks about growing up on the sets um, with these dolls and having the mm-hmm. doll in her house. Um, so what do you think of the, because um, I actually know the answer because Don Mancini mentions it in the commentary. What do you th- uh, what do you think the social commentary of this movie is was about? What do you think they were trying to satirize or talk commercialism? about? Commercialism? I don't know. Okay, commercialism for you, Eric? I, I... I mean, I'm stretching to find something because I don't feel like they were very allegorical you know, in this at all. Like, I feel like this was I, my all right. Spoiler for for my opinion on this. It wasn't good. It was a shitty fucking plot. that <laughs> just tried to, like, have some jump scares and launch a, a franchise. And it worked right to some yeah. extent um, in terms of like any sort of like, what was this trying to like shine a light on or satire? Maybe at best the idea of of a single motherhood of being a single mother or, or the perils of raising a child. (laughs) I don't know. Like I, I I don't see one. So I think like I'm really stretching to find one because I just didn't naturally see one. And maybe I'm just, maybe I'm just old, you know, so spoiler alert. None of them are Oscar worthy scripts. I'm just going to tell you that now. <laughs> no. you, watch this for, you watch this for fun. You have to just. Schindler's Chucky. You just have to move past <laughs> some of the weird shit and just be like, this is that shit. And it's funny and enjoyable. Um, the official, what um, it's, it's social commentary of this movie was the satirization of children's advertising in the 80s. Okay. There you go. That and was it pretty was close. Pl- it's playing off of the right, Cabbage can... Patch of ca- uh, Cabbage yeah, Patch Kids. Yeah, I can see that. I or see that. Ki- that is or like Kid Sister and My Buddy, right? That well, was well. My think about the way that a, she has to go out of her of Cabbage Patch Kids. Yeah, well, think if she had to go out of her way, yeah. to like get this toy that he really wanted. That She's disappointment. Like... <laughs> Smoke rat basically to get this fucking toy. <laughs> By the way, but that whole scene when she tracks down that peddler again and oh, he basically guy... tries to assault her to re- yeah, yeah to rape her. Yeah. I was like, uh, yeah, no, it's... it was it was it was sticky. But like, 
It was also kind of like, well, it's not like I didn't see it coming. Like yeah. it wasn't like, like oh, yeah, this movie no. was so good. And so, so Dick moved <laughs> for her to give him the giant box with just clothes in it. Yeah, we've all been there. We have all been there. If you're <laughs> First of all, yeah, but no. So I think that's wrong because if she was really fucking smart at it, each fucking item of clothing would have had its own box. That's well, how it was fucking done. <laughs> That's true too. Not one big box with a ton of clothing. You don't like trick the kid and be like, "I got you a piece of our clothing." Yeah. <laughs> like you're just like, "Whoa, you got eight presents." Yeah, but it's like six pairs of like socks and two scarves. You know, I appreciate that Chucky really wanted to stay up for the nine o'clock news. I love that part, and I love that. I and he kills that. Aunt Maggie over it. You know, yeah, like for no fucking reason. So originally it was gonna it wasn't gonna be Aunt Maggie, it was just gonna be a babysitter, and then they decided last second to switch it to Maggie. Um well, because she didn't take she didn't take mom's place because the douchebag of a boss, Walter, real a-hole. God, dick. <laughs> Still a working Chicago actor. Um, but such a mm. dick. Um the what do you think of the the slow build of getting to Chucky? To me, it really works. I actually like I mean yeah. okay look I'm I'm a, I was a little uncomfortable since I have kids I was made uncomfortable by certain elements of like the Chucky and Andy situation but I did enjoy the cop and the mom trying to discover the mystery like that part yeah. I enjoyed more than the other part um though I will say when it comes to that cop and there is a doll in your car, stop and get out. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like driving and Let pulling himself up so he doesn't stab him to the I was like, that was so absurd. Oh, absurd. Was, all right. I all so, right. I said that right before it then showed the clip of like the, the brake pedal falling apart. So like I was like, oh, they're they're they are thinking these things too as they're yeah, going through still. editing. And then they <laughs> crash and they're still fighting. I'm like, oh my god. I actually thought for a minute since I hadn't seen it, I was like, I think he makes it to the end, doesn't he? Like, you know, I, I was like wondering, like, is he gonna get he is on the hit list? I mean, I love he did the kill knife through the through the seat yeah so, so that, that scene killed eddie so i mean he times. killed eddie he's on a hit he's got a hit list you know yeah. so so chucky's name is charles lee ray after charles manson lee harvey Big oswald james earl ray now in the sh in the series in the franchise itself he is known as the lakeshore strangler yes the lakeshore drive strangler strangulation is his main way of killing people. I know. He sucks at it. He sucks at it. He does it once. <laughs> once in this fucking movie and fails. Uh, I, like, wait. I got a knife. <laughs> I, I want to go back real quick to what you said about the, the, the length it took to like reveal Chucky. I liked mm -hmm. it from like a suspenseful standpoint, mm -hmm. but I do remember at one point, like almost maybe the point where the, the house is blowing up or something like that, yeah. like turning on the gas. I think I looked over and said, why are they like not showing us what's fucking happening? Like, why is it like this? Like, ooh, could it be the kid? Like, there's this. That's the way they're mystery. going. With. Well, because that's yeah, what the like, cops kept thinking. But yeah, because he but, does that. So you're gonna notice that as, my as we issue, run through. That's Chucky's like mo is he tries to pin murders on other people. Yeah, but my issue with well, that. From, this kid to a sane asylum. You know, my issue with children. that from the movie standpoint is that they're trying to trick the audience into that, and the yeah. audience already knows. That the fucking lightning yeah, happened it doesn't, in the opening hold. scene. Yeah, so it's like they've already spoiled who it is, and now yeah. they're and they've already shown him look at the TV. They've already given it away, and yet they keep like and so knowing what I know now, or or being as old as I am now, at least, or I don't know, whatever, maybe not as yeah. naive. However, you want to look at it, 
I'm like, oh, these are budgetary reasons, right? They made this choice for budget, not for for other reasons. So, so like the kid, the kid and him, the kid and Chucky having the same shoes. Remember yeah. the first murder? The kid and him have the same shoes, and that's where the cop yeah. gets suspicious. But again, like, but I don't think it's budgetary oh, that was reasons. Good, yeah, I, I it's like it's first. more of that's just how storytelling was in the eighties. Yeah, they actually talk about yeah. in the um the scene where he comes to life with the batteries that audience like freaked out like when he comes <laughs> to life that was like the scary moment and there's a line i, I wrote down the quote where uh um, oh, like that where where his his actual voice the true trucky voice that yeah, i was so referring to in the in the library came from yeah so when all that happened yeah, give you and, a fucking bitch get when, yeah <laughs> yeah so when the batteries happened they said this is a direct quote from the commentary there was a woman in the te- a black woman in the test screening who stands up and goes, "You are the stupidest white woman I have ever seen." <laughs> I don't know, I'm out of here. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> uh, also, the original name of this movie was "Batteries Not Included." Ooh. Oh my god! And they, and yeah, they were wasn't gonna... that like wasn't that that is another movie movie? completely? That's why it's not called "Batteries Not Included." <laughs> was because of the other one. I don't know. Uh, I kind of would have liked this one to be called "Batteries Not Included," but I love that moment when the batteries fall out, and then yeah, that was a good. That was actually a good moment. Like it's, it is just yes, the script is awful, but there's some interesting stuff that play here. There are they wrote they wrote five good scenes, and then they had to make a movie between them. Yeah, yeah, that's really what happened. (laughs) <laughs> like there's, the, um, there's five scenes i'm like yeah that's fucking good well done like and then like they're like oh we gotta figure out a plot <laughs> to get from these points <laughs> so the the kills as this is like some people call it a slash movie some people just a horror movie the kills so the first kill with uh maggie um mm-hmm. originally was going to be a babysitter Maybe killed so. in a bathtub through electrocution Ooh. but they choose to hit her upside the head with a hammer i feel like they'll revisit the bathtub with electrocution at some point in the franchise well oh, but that's the thing the hammer thing even does make a good suspicion on the kid because that's a toy yes mm-hmm. also why the fuck was there an 80s toy with a real hammer i don't think it was a real hammer i just think it was a strong plastic but you never know you, guys, I kept thinking, you know you know what i kept thinking about in this film do you guys ever see the old saturday night lights live sketch where uh What's her name? Brit confronts Dan Aykroyd about the products that his company is selling for toys, like bag of glass. <laughs> this yeah, th- this made me think of like that. that kind of thing. Like it's like, yeah, it's just a bag of glass. The kid yeah, can I do mean, anything with it. Yeah, you know? Casey, you got to think to your point. Like they sold metal spikes that you threw across the yard. Like, I mean... No, you threw them up and then you looked at them. Oh yeah, where's it coming? Well, they, they also lawn sold the metal transformers too. So. Yeah, lawn darts, folks. Lawn um, darts. Let's do it. So I love when he hits Maggie in the head with the hammer with such force. She goes back <laughs> ten rows her out the window. Goes through a window. They have a high apartment, my friend. They do. I do like um, the entrance. I'm pretty sure that's a nice, uh, really nice apartment building, though. Oh, I'm sure. Which was. is why, obviously, even though they don't actually no, say it's not. it, it's no, like, it's it, it actually decent. Area. It's a decent. No, they have a decent apartment. I'll tell you why because that the size of the apartment is one thing, but also when you add on the fact that they drop hints that obviously when they had the father, they were much more well off. Yeah, you know. So, like I said, I I caught the drafting table, and then the kid says that you know Chucky told him that Daddy sent him down from heaven. I do want to know why Chucky knew that that I Daddy was, was dead. I maybe, also maybe love the kid talked about it. Maybe I, I also love. Uh, he says Ma- Maggie's a, or Maggie deserved it. <laughs> 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 I, 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 too. Um, 
I kind of wish they had followed the thread of like, did the kid do it a little bit more and made it a little bit more psychological? Like they only yeah. gave it like twenty minutes. You know, yeah, they do. They do cut it really short. And I'm the, like, because then it would have been story. like a a different kind of. I think they should have kept it because it like would have extended the, that's the horror of now. <laughs> well, I'm just saying it would have extended the idea that the kids being led around by their imaginary friend, but are they, you know, that gets right. into some real psychological stuff that I think yeah. could have been more beneficial yeah. if they had made, made that less directly obvious exactly. because really I mean, after the very first kill, or even the fact that, you know, you see Chucky move to yeah. watch the nine o'clock news, yeah. you're kind of already giving that away. Mm-hmm. And then later movies, they'll again, play they on, they'll play on, on <laughs> other characters not knowing Chucky's real, but we know. Mm-hmm. So they'll play on it better as they go. They learn as they well, go through. They they but, had they put the tongue firmly in cheek, you know, as they keep going, and it becomes true yeah. camp by the bro- by, movie by the time is- they charge calling it Chucky, it's camp. Well, it's yeah, camp by, by the three. Way. Well, guys, really? by the way, three this, I I will say this doll just did not want to die. No. And I really appreciate so, that when they locked him, they got him in the fireplace and they tried to set him on fire. And he says to Andy, like, don't. Andy, we're <laughs> friends. He says to the end. And, and then he turns to Chuck. He said, this is the end friend. I yes. want to say <laughs> that fucking that. line gave it an extra half star on my fucking letterbox. <laughs> that, was, <laughs> that was like a Terminator so, line. I was, yeah, like, was yeah. like, yeah, fucking you go Arnold or, or when the other <laughs> so cop shows up and Andy, he doesn't believe. Like <laughs> oh, so speaking of the other cop. So, there, they talk about there is a there was a cut that was twenty minutes longer, oh, and during God. the first screening, it was so like so poorly taken that there was a, someone said when the cop picks up the head, yelled out, "Don't touch it! They might make a sequel." <laughs> and they were like, "We knew at that point we have to cut things down because it was too Jeez. much." That's, um, that's so brutal. <laughs> yeah. All right, so we got um, Aunt Maggie um, is dying. So we don't again. We only have a couple of murders in this. Um, yeah, like number four. two, it's a high is body five. count. I'll say that. No, it's four only four. It's yeah. four because number two is his par- ex partner because mm-hmm. he needed a strangulation partner. So he kills his obviously. That was partner. weird that he had a partner. To be you honest, need, you need a getaway strangler. Yeah, you need a getaway <laughs> strangler. Um, you've got number three is the voodoo guy. Is his voodoo buddy who mm. teaches him how to use voodoo, which I love. I never noticed in the the guy why he's not just a painter. He does a great job with murals, except for the one mural with the guy there with the giant cock, which yeah, I the... never noticed before till this <laughs> scene. The voodoo is perhaps the most um like weirdly feeling scene. Yeah. Why is that, Casey? I feel so forced. Well, yeah, they they was forced in there, and that was Mancini talked about how like that was the one thing he hates with this movie. Like if anything could be cut out the voodoo doll sequence that it should never have been in there introducing another type of magic. But at least when the voodoo doll thing came around, it made sense of the what the heck was he chanting in the very beginning? Like I was like, is he doing like a demonic thing? Oh no, it's a voodoo thing. Got it. Yeah. yeah. So Mancini kind of he can live with the voodoo itself. Like just it's to get into the it. doll, it's the other parts, like the voodoo doll with like the slap bit breaking the leg and then mm-hmm. stabbing it. That's what Mancini doesn't like. Um, I like the breaking the leg. I didn't like the stabbing. Yeah. Oh, also, I wanted to um, real quick back to Maggie's death. I meant to mention this second. Why does Catherine Hicks? Why does Karen not care that her friend just died when she comes well, in? She's overrun by her fear for her kid a little but... bit, but then when she puts him to bed, she just like all right. 
going back. Yeah, to that does seem like a little bit of a uh, hole there. Anyway. Okay, so then number three. So that's number three is the voodoo guy. Then number four is Jack McGee when he gets the electrocution thing put on his head. Yeah. That's yeah. the last kill. Yeah. Because then it goes straight into the, the final sequence. And stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I will say that 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 um... that fucking cop is weak. He gets a fucking cut on his leg and he's out. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, Andy's been concussed three times throughout the movie. <laughs> they talk about how like that would never apply today. They would never let a child. There are so many moments thing. where like, what is the cop is a horrible cop. Oh, like, hey, come into this crime scene real quick. He's come very over. good at avoiding stabbings until the end, and then yeah. he gets stabbed. So, what did you think of the um when Andy's there, like in the insane asylum, and he's like, Chucky's here, and the guy like just leaves, and then he breaks down. How effective do you think that little bit was? Just the little the breaking down crying wait andy yeah andy's crying at the door did it look real was it, it was good? fucking terrifying i was really sad yeah it looked really real the director told him i want you to imagine your parents were just murdered oh my god, god. And that's how they did it <laughs> yeah so so he was traumatized oh my god I like one of the things they point out. Um, Does some, he come back? Of, is he like? Is he recurring? Yeah, you're actor? gonna see Andy again. You're gonna see Andy. Again. Same actor, Andy. Same actor. Yeah, you're gonna see Alex again. Um, they um, the couple of things that they mentioned they're just interesting. Um, I love the <laughs> um, ugly doll. Fuck you. Uh, line <laughs> the whole woman. That was just an ad lib. Apparently, I also love that like the doll was just far enough out of sight so you couldn't see the mouth move, and they didn't have to pay for the graphics. Yeah. They can the, just see um, the fucking doll in the corner. <laughs> they um the running down the staircase was inspired by Hitchcock. The mm. um going breaking through the door like um with the knife yeah that was inspired off of obviously the Shining and the Terminator inspired the what you were talking about earlier the he's on fire and he just won't die yeah and he I just keeps, I um, could see the I could see the homages in there I got I saw it I could the, see it I just didn't realize they were doing homages yeah I'll tell you though the other when, cop by the way the one who touches the head at the end wrote cool runnings by the way what? i love when he gets he finally has that he finally has to kill the what doll by I? shooting the heart and he turns to the other cop and he says you believe me now yeah. i love that he also says don't fucking touch anything and he's like hey I yes and he touches the the like, you're an idiot you're an idiot yeah. there is a hey, real line here. <laughs> I, I started off this with don't fuck with the chuck that becomes like a tagline because anyone <laughs> who like messes with chucky and is like abusive with the doll gets like killed like aunt maggie yeah. when she's like bling him around the yeah, cop the at the end when you're know, fucking with the doll and here mm -hmm. comes chucky um it's some it's some really good stuff they the um, another thing i found fascinating in the um commentary they address you know he's a doll how is he so strong mm -hmm. and apparently alex the kid who plays andy his answer for why chucky is so strong was that um, Chucky is super strong because of the soul. The human soul has weight to it. Wow. So that is why apparently Chucky deep, is, is strong. <laughs> um, and then, of course, the very classic 80s freeze frame at the... Uh, the oh, yeah, <laughs> the Andy staring back. Yeah. Um, we're going to see a lot more Andy. You're Thriller see... did it better. <laughs> uh, we're we're going to see a lot more Andy as we go along. Andy yeah. is a mainstay. Um, obviously, I feel, I feel like Chucky the next movie has to be about Chucky trying to find Andy and and get released from the body again. Like they've got to at least do that. You said that was right. 
yeah they'll they'll um they'll stick with that for a little bit um it's um, again this one you just this is the most horror of all of them um you just kind of have to run with because it's an absurd premise to begin with oh yeah you just have to run with it and be like how can i enjoy this and as they get further along you're just like man this is just so I, all right you went there all right this is interesting <laughs> how are we gonna do this now and then the more he becomes a pop icon the more he gets to ad lib like the crazier his lines will be oh speaking of his lines there was another um he wasn't the first chucky oh it really? was actually a woman named jessica walters um what? wait what was the first chucky. <laughs> wait jessica walters yeah not Jennifer Walters. That would be She-Hulk. No, Jessica, but Jessica Walters. Walters is also a famous actress, right? Oh, is she? Right? I'm not going crazy. I don't know. But there's Ooh. Jessica Walters. So they said, was the original Chucky. They were basically because in Exorcist, the voice of um, Pazuzu was a woman. They were going to do the same type of thing. But yeah, then Jessica they um, this, Okay. They um, decided to go with Brad Dorf, who they had seen in... One flew was over the cuckoo, one flew over the cuckoo's nest, and you decided to um, get him. He brought some gravitas to the movie. Nice. So um, there you go. That is um, that's some Chucky stuff. It's it is a batshit crazy movie, but somehow this franchise, it I I appreciate how they will do callbacks to everything, and everything will like even in the TV show we're gonna get to like callbacks to this movie. Like everything's going to keep coming back, and the way they do it is such so creative. It's it's refreshing to see a movie actually try to do stuff like that. Uh, All right, I just want to say Jessica Walter, Lucille yeah. Bluth, Mallory, oh, yeah, <laughs> like famous fucking voice, famous fucking person. We so we like, we also right. saw her in Doctor Strange as she could have been. It. I wonder if that's her. If they're that's who they're talking about, Jessica Walter, or if it's um, a completely random other Jessica Walters. You know. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. That's a good question. We'll have to write Don Mancini and be like, hey, we're talking about your stuff. Can you come on to our podcast yeah. and answer some questions? There's your homework, Sakura. Maybe he'll <laughs> come to town for like one of the Salem like horror fest, and then I can ask him some questions. Nice. We can find out. Get your media right. pass. Yep. So um actually, no, John, let's start with John today. Ooh, um yeah, John. Um, what did you think of child's play first question are you going to show your children no <laughs> no, I don't, I don't, no no my kids are, <laughs> my daughter my daughter i maybe my son my oldest son but my daughter is way too sensitive and she has some anxiety things that i would never subject her to this if she wanted to watch it when she was older she's not a fan of horror at all i'm not either and i'm i'm always been since i've had kids very um put off by things depicting kids in situations like this and so it it, it mm. kind of disturbs me but i guess i treat that as part of the horror experience to some degree i prefer to see teenagers who have it coming uh get it that's what i'm saying in terms of horror mm. what are you showing me it's a good oh, guy, good guy. Okay. lunchbox okay i saw two two adults dress oh, up for box. that for a photo shoot but that was fun um so i gave it two and a half stars all right um, I will it wasn't say the worst thing. Like I said, the, there were some good lines. The detective with the mother thing, I liked that element of it. And because it didn't run long, I was like, yeah. probably could have <laughs> shaved a couple minutes, you know, here or there. But yeah, yeah it could have been I, 80 minutes, not 90. 
I will yeah. say that one of the nice things is they do get to a lot where it's like Chucky is killing people who actually deserve it, who are like, oh, that's, 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 right, well, yeah, that's where they go to, right? Eventually. Yeah, they're going to get to that that point. Okay, good. Um, which like is that. which is nice that they go. That's one of the things that's one of the things I liked about it as I was watching it is like, oh, well, this person deserved it. This one deserved it. Like, mm. and this one really only everyone but Maggie deserves it, really. Because one's the strangulation partner. One's the voodoo guy who's teaching him how to do bad things. And then you have the dick um, guy in the um, insane asylum who's like mean to Andy. So there's three people who deserve it. All right, um, Eric, what do you think of, uh, where is Hades? Um, what do you think of, uh, holy shit, I was not expecting that. Uh, <laughs> all right, what do you think, Eric? So I, I, like John, I gave it two and a half stars. I mean, it's it's... It's a tough movie in terms of structure. It's a tough movie in terms of plot. That said, all of its stars, the majority of its stars, which are only two and a half, come from the latter 30 minutes of the movie where it really takes off. And and this kind of goes back to why I chose Brad for the, um, or, or Brad Dorf, I, I believe it is, for the... Yeah, Dorf, the, Brad Dorf. The, um, because like his voice and his characterization of that doll really take off and really add some depth to the horror and the fun mm-hmm. of the movie and you really see what could be i think in those last 30 minutes that that i think ultimately they'll probably get to is my bet yeah. um and so i think for that it really kind of all of a sudden by the end it left with a good taste in its mouth as weird as that is to say it, but it started with a bad taste in the mouth like it started as a bad movie and got better because it went from child's play to Chucky by that by the end. And so I'm yeah. kind of excited. It made me excited to watch more Chucky, even if. Yeah. And so out of that, again, using my my scale of what I what would I rather watch? This does kind of fall above it, or in the second place slot of our four movies so far, just because it's just crazy enough and ridiculous enough where I fucking laugh at this. And again, it's 90 minutes. What am I wasting? You know, yeah. <laughs> That's what maybe. That's what maybe. I'm not going to put. I put this on. I put this on a. I put this on a completely new list. So. <laughs> that's, that's what they I was like, all right. Um, I. I, I, I guess I can have a Chucky list, but we know which one it's going to. What number it's going to be this week? <laughs> I, I know. True. I know. It's going to be only. <laughs> yeah. It's um. I. I watched this movie for the first time like two years ago. Um, and I, I do not like, I do not like porcelain dolls. I don't like dolls. They scare the hell out of me. Um, so I refused to watch this movie for the longest time for that. Listen to a podcast and talking about it, um, made me want to give it a try. And then I fell in love with it because of Chucky though, like his personality, his one-liners and stuff, as it progresses through the movie, I'm like, this is really smartly like done yeah, the way they do the character. Um, I give once he gets this a snark. It's really once fun. he gets a snark. Yes. Um, I give this just because of the fun factor. And again, I've seen it three times. Every time I watch it, I like it more. Um, I actually do give it four stars. There's just something about this movie. I can forgive the bad script. I can forgive a lot of it because I'm just like, I'm having fun. Like, I'm just lost in this world of insanity. And there's something just weird going on. And listening to the commentary made me like it more just hearing the different things about it. It's not your standard horror vibe, even of the of the 80s era exactly and that's another thing that i like about it now i actually do have an old list i did of like um horror movies um and i'm just gonna real fast where is it spooky season season. um 
Oh, I don't have an. Oh, I have another lab. I'm like, where's that horror one? Um, on my horror franchises, I did a top ten franchises at one point in time. It's actually number two franchise because of the way as we go through and you'll start to see it how everything starts to connect together and tie in it's kind of like fast and the furious how like they found a way like we're gonna make we're gonna make three relevant and they weave everything in then child's play did that as well and i i really appreciated it where's fast and furious on this list this is a horror <laughs> franchise list uh, so if this were john have you seen the writing be... <laughs> eric what do you think is better writing this or fast and the furious fast and furious all day baby all right, all right. Alyssa, I'll see it. We're gonna we're gonna ask that question again when we finish all of these. You know what? This movie's about toys. Fast Furious about, about toys. Family. Oh, okay. All right, so here you go. With that. <laughs> so here you go with that. All right. Well, um, yeah, I think we have some interesting thoughts on it. Um, can I last question for you guys as I'm flipping over to what's coming up next week? Are you guys at least um are, are, do you do you regret having watched this movie? Was it at least something that you're like, all right, I can roll with it? And I, you know, not the end of the world. I'm kind of excited to see where it's going. Like, what do you? I'm excited yeah. to see where it's going. See where it goes. I don't need to see this movie again. That's fine. That's totally fair, fair. enough. Totally fair. I do not. I don't either. But you know, we'll see where it ends up. Yeah. Um. All right. So, Child's Play Two will be next week's movie, and unfortunately, um, I looked this up a few minutes ago right before we started recording on uh, Just Watch. It is not on any streaming service now. They have removed it from all streaming services. Um, so it is buy yeah. and rent only. Um, so, Eric, I'm sorry you were a little out in the dark on this one. Um, Eric, it might just be easiest to on that Amazon get the uh, the cheap set um, oh, yeah. at the end of the day. But um, John, obviously, you know, you'll just you can watch my copy of it. Um, so there we go, um, ladies and gentlemen. Child's Play Two will be next week um look forward to it um because i know i'm looking forward to it I, this one i've only ever seen once so i'm kind of excited to revisit so um if you want to let us know your thoughts on child's play um or anything else you can write in let us know at notfunnyguys.offthereels at gmail.com um, promise we will look at um, questions if i don't have covid next week then i can actually go into our mailbox and look um, on Instagram, you can find us at <laughs> not underscore funny underscore guys underscore presents. On Twitter, not funny guys pod, blue sky, the not funny guys. You can find me on Twitter at Vash underscore Maxwell, Letterboxd Vash Maxwell. You can find me on Blue Sky as Casey Franklin. Eric can be found on Letterboxd as Eckley, E K L Y. On the Insta, hot honey underscore comics. Dr. John, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me over on uh, Instagram at esoteric underscore by underscore design. You can find me over on uh, Letterbox at esoteric underscore Evans. And you can find me on Substack at esoteric uh, by design at Substack.com. Awesome. And a reminder, um, this one's going um, to Wednesdays. Um, you've already figured that out if you're listening to this now. But um, it'll be Wednesdays going forward from here on out, unless we decide to change it. And um, please check out um, the return of our Not Funny Politics. This is season two, baby. And we are going to talk about all your favorite horror in the world, the American election system. Right. <laughs> on that note oh, i'd like to say um have a good night and get ready for a child's play too and remember don't fuck with the chuck